Hello, hello, hello. This is Serafina, and this is What the WTF Pulp Culture with Serafina. This is a podcast where you will find all the latest news in pulp culture, even some deep dives and some throwbacks into some moments that make you really want to say WTF. Also, I want to keep this podcast authentic, and if you don't know, you know now I am a mom, and I want to talk about things that aren't really spoken about in the mom community, or just share my mom hacks, my what I'm going through, sharing stories, because I am a boy mom, and that is chaotic, and a stay-at-home mom, all in one. And if that rings a bell, and you are a celebrity Bravo fan just like me, this is your podcast. Hello, good morning. Um, yeah, Mercury retrograde. You could go suck my love tit. That's all I gotta say. And with that said, the video you're about to watch was supposed to be edited and posted last week, and it didn't happen. Why? Because Mercury retrograde. It's a new week, new actions, we're starting over. I'm still gonna post it because one thing is my mom hack is really good. <clears throat> and plus, I really like what I said about the shows. I really like the footage. So we're not gonna waste this footage and you're about to see it right now. So thank you y'all for following along and thank you for, for supporting me through all the technical glitches. Mercury and retrograde, suck my left hip. Hello, hi, and welcome back to WTF Pop Culture Podcast with yours truly, Serafina. Man, has it been a week. Or technically it's been four days since I talked to you. Or three days. I think Tuesday was when I posted the video. Or I posted the latest episode of the news recap. So today was the TV recap. Right, basically, it's my love for Bravo Day. But to keep it with the mom flow, we're gonna, we're, we're, this is going to be mom hack section. Instead of like a mom update, I might have a, I might, today's there's gonna be a little bit of a mom update because it's connected to the mom hack. <laughs> this is what, it's something, it's not only something that, it's not that what I learned this week, but it's something that I'm very grateful for this week. So I felt, why not? And plus, if you know, you know. Today's April 21st. Yesterday was April 20th, 420 to be exact. So if you understand, if you if you get it, you get it. So I figured, you know what? Let's just keep it with the theme of the week. So the, it, just, it just felt appropriate. It really did. <laughs> and on top of that, it's William's birthday today. I have a six-year-old. Holy schmoly. And this thing's the stuff. Yeah. Um, so, what is that mom hack? Well, let me tell you about my mom hack. It is my best friend. <laughs> it's been my best friend since I was like 17. <laughs> it is a little thing I like to call cannabis. Yes. And this is going to be my first time really talking about it. I'm slightly nervous. But I'll tell you why I'm nervous in a minute. But overall, we live in this day and age where it's normal 
So if I want to, if I want to be part of this like normalization of cannabis thing for moms, like if I want to be part of that movement, I gotta start using my voice. So I felt it was very appropriate, and I do. I will say, before I found out I was pregnant in January, maybe December, when I was thinking about the YouTube. Um, channel and the content I wanted to bring there, the value I wanted to bring there, and I wanted to bring cannabis. And I was really nervous because I've seen a lot of creators get in trouble on the apps and just how to, just the whole thing around that, plus the stigma, and you're a mom, oh my god. But I follow Jenny Blaze, aka Bravo by Blaze, and she is out here helping literally women and mom come out of the green closet so it was like if she's on a mission to help moms come out of the green closet i need to start you i gotta start practicing that voice so here i am talking about it here i am practicing that voice i have been a cannabis user for almost 20 years i have been using it since i was 17. um backstory even a further backstory is I grew up around it my mom uses it she has epilepsy and she uses that plus back then when she did have insurance she did have obviously um she I believe used Tegretol because she used she has grandma seizures she has I will tell you about the stuff I saw as a kid <laughs> that is traumatizing that is triggering oh my god but something that I later in life and especially just now thinking about it and talking that since we're talking about cannabis is something I realized is how much cannabis is really helping my mom okay so my mom she always used it she never hid it from me but she never smoked it in the house it was always outside and if I came outside she wasn't one of those like <gasps> you know like she obviously try to keep the smoke away hats for 29 as i record this as i said she blew the smoke away it was always outside all of that okay so do not come out my mother so for me and my mom always explained it to me as her medicine so for me from day one i knew it was medicine and i'm like okay and she was very strict about it she was a very not she was very responsible parent with it and she's like, you can't touch this until you're like 18. Like, don't, like, she always said, like, don't, don't do it without me the first time. And what do I do? Like a typical teenager, what do I do? I decided with my first boyfriend and my friend Terrence at the time to go and, um, we decided to go, where is it? We, we called it the crypt or he called it the crypt and then once he showed us the crypt all of us like the little summer circle that we had we kept it we just kept calling it the crypt it's basically these tunnels in Burbank that were near Walt Disney Studios I can't even I think it was Buena Vista was the street but anyway like there's like a hiking path that you could go like and you could see a lot of people take their horses there well there is a little section if you take that path and you take like a sharp right there's the and oh it's by the la river too for those who know that area you you were like okay i kind of and there's like a giant park on top of that um what park is that though 
Bob Hope Park. It's behind Bob Hope Park. Yes, hello, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, hello. My grandma's a Burbank girl. I'm a Burbank girl. I, it's in me. So, okay, it's in that area. He showed us one one summer, like when the summer that we were dating. We only dated for six months, and it was a magical six months. I'm just saying, <laughs> like that summer, it was like my version of summer of love, like summer of '69. That's like that was like not with all the sex and well, there was drugs, but there was not sex. <laughs> I didn't lose my virginity until later, and that's a different situation. I'll tell you about that one later. So, long story short, he shows us we go, we're climbing through this thing, we go, we go down this long ass tunnel that I am literally waiting for monsters to come out and like eat me. It is scary, okay, but it leads you all the way into Bob Hope and you can see people playing. It is a trip, but it was really cool once we got in there. So, <laughs> mind you, also, he used to get in trouble for like getting high and he was younger than me. I was 17, he was 15. And he somehow found where his family, where his parents hid his pot. And then I think we did it out of an apple. Or he, no, he made his own little pipe out of a pen and some foil and magic. And so we, we partaked in a very small amount. And it was just a magical time. Well, once my mom found out a few weeks later, because my best friend Holly's mom told my mom that I'm smoking pot now. That was fun. So to me, just coming to my mom, I was waiting. To, I was, I was trying to figure out how to tell my mother, and they got, it got taken away. <laughs> but anyway, it needed to come out. Yeah, it needed to come out. If your, if your mom smokes and now you're starting to smoke and you don't smoke with your mother, what are you doing? Um, not every teenager has that. So when um, she found out, she like kind of lost her mind. And she's well then we're gonna we're going to uncle rupert what uncle rupert is her best friend also aka like my substitute dad i don't know how else to explain it like he's not a stepdad or anything like that it is literally he was a father figure like when my mom needed help to get through to me and it wasn't working she was like oh well then you're gonna talk to uncle, uncle rupert <laughs> so yeah I remember this. That was the highest I have ever been. You know how when they say the first time you are high, it is the highest you, you will ever be. The first time I got high in that tunnel, I wasn't very high. And I think it was more of a placebo effect than anything else. Uncle Rupert? Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. But let's... This is all I remember. He would talk to me about what to look for. Like when you're on, he's like, all right, when you're with your friends, this is what you need to look for. Like you need to taste it, smell it all before you smoke it. This is the little tricks. No one's going to know that you're doing it. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Right? I'm like, okay. And I was very straight faced. He starts talking about college. I start giggling. social circles and like social aspects of cannabis he, I would be very serious college <laughs> that is me hi hello um so literally that's how it started and then 
It also started after I lost my dad. That is what triggered me to use this. Before then, I didn't even want to use it. I was like, no, 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 no. My dad was a heroin junkie and it all started with heroin because I went through the JARE program. They always said that cannabis was a gateway drug, da, 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 yada, yada, yada. Now at 35 years old, I am sorry, but cannabis is the gateway to the motherfucking fridge. There I said it. <laughs> Why do you think I'm not a skinny winnie? When the munchies hit, they hit. That is why in the hack in that, you've got to make sure when you go to the grocery store, you get healthy options. So when the munchies hit, you you eat the healthy shit instead of, instead of the junk food. And don't go to the grocery store high. If you've done it, you've done it. You know, you know. Literally, leave me comments of like, what has happened while you've gone to the grocery store high? Did the, the how far the budget or did you get any healthy food or was it all junk food dear lord so um so it's been it's been around since 17 i'm 35 now that was almost 20 years that's 20 that's 18 years okay mom hack as a mom now i totally get why my mom did it oh Sorry about that trash truck. And I just learned down here I could hit pause without like having like 10 million videos to paste together. So, yay. I love that for me. <laughs> I'm in a good mood today. Can you tell? Even though I've been up since four the last few nights. Um, so, yeah. Like, literally, we all, not we all don't know. But long story short. 2020 I give birth to AJ 2021 I form like a drinking issue addiction whatever you want to call it like every time my husband had tequila in the house I was sneaking shots and I'm not just saying one shot I was like two three four maybe five or six or seven through throughout it like I was like by the time he came home I was probably at seven shots I was feeling good, but I wasn't good. I wasn't cute. I was a hot mess and it was not okay. Why was that? It's because I didn't have cannabis in the house and he's a very, I'm not going to say anti-cannabis, but he doesn't understand it truly. And because of the drinking situation, he has learned, oh, she needs this. Okay. And when we could afford it, it is, it is around. Um, yesterday we couldn't afford it and it felt so weird not to be able to stock up on 420 with all the deals coming out of everybody's ass in LA like what the hell I get and I smoke carts because hello I'm a mom and it's really easy just to come into the bedroom while they're out there for a second or when I come to pee and go potty I could take a few hits and come back into like I microdose Okay, like that's kind of like I microdose throughout the day and I don't do gummies because gummies scare the crap out of me, even though lately I've been kind of like thinking about it. But carts, I like to smoke it. I really do because then you feel it instantly. I feel like I control it pretty good. Yeah, there's times where I get couch locked and that's not good, you know, but that's when you got to get up, move your body, eat something, drink some orange juice. You got to kind of perk up your body. You just got to do something. Um, but really it helps me sleep. It helps with the muscles, those long walks that fucking helps part of my language on that one. But really like I, I want to encourage more moms 
or women or humans or whatever, but mainly moms, since that's the kind of community I want to build here with the pop culture aspect, is put the wine glass down. Put the, the alcoholic drink down. Pick up the vape pen or a joint or even an edible. You know, like even look into microdosing online. There's a website, and if you listen to Girls Next Door podcast, that's Holly Madison and Bridget Marquardt, who are the girls from Girls Next Door, or it's Girls Next Level. Sorry, that's the name of the podcast. The show they were on is Girls Next Door, the, you know, the, the, play, the Playboy show on E, the three girlfriends of Hugh Hefner. If you know, you know. Listen to that podcast, and they have a code for you. And once I get a code for microdosing, obviously I'll be sharing that. But honestly, look into it. And I'm telling you, the more you use it, and like, obviously the microdosing is going to help because then it's like throughout the day, you're just level. And when your kids lose your mind, lose their mind, and they're having tantrums and they're having whatever's going on, you're level headed and you're patient. What is the most important thing for a mother? In the middle of a child's tantrum, the mother has to be patient. It is so easy for stay-at-home moms to lose their motherfucking shit. I know. I know. Okay? I, at one point, had lost my shit so much and yelled so much that the neighbors got scared and called the cops on me once. Okay? That was in the middle of the drinking. That is how extreme it got. When my husband... When that happened and I had my freaking meltdown with him, he was like, what is wrong? I go, you need to bring cannabis. I don't want to drink like this. Like, this is like a weekend thing. This is a social thing. This is not, I need cannabis. And it's not an addiction. It's medicine. <sighs> and he got it for me. And he started to kind of understand it in that aspect, you know, but He's annoyed about how expensive it is. And honey, I've been annoyed about how expensive it is. And I'm telling you, it, it, I'm afraid it's going to get worse. <sighs> you know, that is why you need to stock up on 420. The website that I use, CanX, out here in LA, they go and do, yesterday, they had $40 cards with live resin in it. And that's like that's like top notch that's like you're see you're about to see dragons in your kitchen beautiful right that was normally forty dollars per cart they had this deal from the 16th to the 20th and i only found out about it yesterday because i looked yesterday like an idiot i should have looked on days earlier it was ten dollars a cart ten dollars a cart where do you find $10 a cart? Never, ever, wherever, never, you don't see that. My stoner girls know that you don't, you don't see that. That's like a $10 gram at like a smoke shop out in the hood. Like I should know. Like when I used to go and live out in the hood and I had really good tips and I needed weed, I would walk all the way down to a certain smoke shop because I knew they had $10 grams. And I could drop $30 and get a nice little ape. And if I flirted with the guy just right, I got a little extra. Girls, you know. <laughs> so, there's that. That is my mom hack. Put the wine down and pick up 
cannabis in any kind of form. You could even look into tinctures. It, just look into microdosing. Look into the benefits of it. You don't have to do it all day long. You could take it easy. You could you could take it at your own pace. But once you do it with an open heart, an open book, yeah, open heart basically, you will you will notice a difference in yourself compared to when you drink. And if you are a mother who like has wine throughout the day or like drinks before five or after five, say, like, oh, it's five o'clock. Drunk, 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 drunk. Take a hit instead. Your liver will appreciate it as another, like, hello, like, can we talk about just the physical effects that drinking has on your body? Like, we will go into that even more. But your liver will thank you, your muscles will thank you, and your sleep will thank you. Alright? Okay, so now, what time is it? It is time. Bravo, bravo, bravo. TV recap. Alright, I am a Bravo girl. And we all know that there is not much Bravo news in the mainstream pop culture world. So my way of finding balance on this pop culture to bring my love for Bravo and my love for pop culture together is in these two episodes a week. Is Monday is the news news hour episode, and then this is going to be the TV recap hour. Um, so we're going to start off with below deck yachting. And it's the second episode of the of the new season. I believe it's season four. Gary, who's the bullson. I don't think I mentioned this last week. And if I didn't, I apologize. So I'm going to mention it now. He's not here yet. And they're already in the middle of Charter. And Charter means that there are guests on board. Because he has COVID. Or he kept testing for COVID. Even though he felt fantastic. All the things. So he had to go through protocol. All the things. So they had no Bolson. Bolson. Which is basically the head guy that's outside on the deck. Alright, so Colin, who's the engineer, who's like above the... Who's under the captain, but above the balsam. balsam. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. And if I am not saying that right, I apologize. Holy schmoly. He, he, for the last two episodes, he's had to deal with water in the main engine. Meaning where it can't even turn on. They have to like they have to rebuild this engine because of the water. Like they have to like take all the parts, let it out, dry out, then rebuild it, all this, right? So at the end of last week's episode, the guy was like, Oh, it's gonna take two weeks to do this. Colin's like, uh-uh, this is uh, I've seen it done in five days. And I'm like, Oh, Colin, yes. And Colin has a lot of experience on boats in general. Like when he's not being an engineer on like a professional boating, a yachting situation, he he lives on his own boat and he does his own thing and he just is a happy little pirate. Like I don't know how else to explain it, but like that's kind of, he kind of lives a really cool pirate life without all the stealing. So Glenn, the captain, is trying to find this this kit, all of that, and I don't know what happens, but Colin is able to fucking work magic. He cleans it all out, and what happens? He gets the freaking boat to turn on, so that's where we ended. And before that, you, of course, the freaking charter guests were 
freaking having a freaking fit. I don't blame them. And one of them made a comment that I don't necessarily not. Wait, how am I? I I basically agree. And she said, well, I don't understand. If we're the first charter, shouldn't he have been a good cat? Like, I don't know if this is per word, but basically she said if you're a good captain would have checked to see if the engine could even turn on before you brought the the charter in and started the season i was like oh shit and that just reminds me because i'm not a big fan of glenn i'm not he's not my favorite captain my boat daddy is captain lee okay and i am sad to see him go i need him um and I have to say, a close second now is Captain Carey from a, from Below Deck Adventure. Like he's he's a close to Captain Lee, with the sternness that a captain needs to be. But it should I, but Captain Lee he had great one. -liners. Let's take a look back at some of our favorite Captain Leeisms from over the years. I am madder than a pissed on chicken. I'm gonna eat somebody's ass for dinner. Jesus Christ, could f up a two car funeral. Right now, the pucker effect is so strong, you couldn't drive a straight pin up my ass with a 10 pound sledgehammer. If they don't deliver, they can give their soul to Jesus because their ass belongs to me. I would just come apart like a cheap suit all over somebody for not having their radio. Christ, I feel like a one legged man at an ass kicking contest. I hope she doesn't let her dump truck mouth overload her wheelbarrow ass. That just made your heart sing. I know I'm not the only one that every time he would say one of his one-liners, it's like, oh, yes, you know? So there's a moment where I feel Daisy on this, where they, okay, so because of the boat not being able to leave, they had to come up with a bunch of tricks coming out of their butt, and they had to go and do, um, they decided, okay, let's take the guests out to a beach. We'll take them on the tender, which is that little boat that's attached to the big boat, you know, and things that go wrong, they have the tender to go back and forth from land and all of that. So they go and they're taking them and one of the guests asked for more ice and they couldn't find it in all the coolers that were already on the tender. So freaking Captain Lee's like, Daisy, 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 we need ice. And she's down there finally trying to take a break, trying to t have a breather. She's talking to Colin. I think she's even trying to talk to to Gary to see if he's coming soon. All of that. Mind you, Colin, Gary, and Daisy are the main three from like season one. Two. Two? Yeah, because I think no one from the original season is here. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I'll look into that, but that's not important right now. So she's going ballistic and she's like on the radar grand clan. It is in there. It's in all the coolers. It's on the boat. I know it is. And he goes, no, it's not. You gotta bring it now. Because he's already stressed about the engine. He's already annoyed. It, it, nothing is going planned for the first charter. Everyone is just very, yeah, very tense, very on edge, understandably correct. So she's running out there and goes, it is out there, of course. And he goes, no, it's not. You just got to get it. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is how they're starting the season. This is so going to be interesting. So there's that for Below Deck. Now we're going to switch into New Jersey. And I'm just going to talk about one thing and one thing only. I am so fucking annoyed and bored about New Jersey. I am. I took a, what, a five- 
Are they in season 13? Wait, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. About maybe 7-year break from New Jersey because I was getting tired of freaking Melissa and Teresa fighting and Joe fighting and all of that stupid bullshit to come back and see them still fucking fighting. And I was like, okay, are, I'm like, are they, I'm like, are, they, are they really fighting this whole time? I go back and they're all nice and stuff, but I stopped watching because I'm just bored. I am bored. I, come at me, new, Real Housewives of New Jersey fans, but come at me. I'm sorry, but I am bored. Bravo. This is to Bravo. I really, really pray you guys understand that your watchers are bored with this kind of content. This storyline is fucking boring after seven years. Either get Melissa and Joe off or give Teresa and Lewis a spin-off or both of them. Like one of, one of those couples needs to get off of the Real Housewives and have their own show. They need to be separated because this is boring for us. Like people who are fans of Melissa and Joe, they could have their that they could either you know fans of of either of either Teresa or Melissa, they could have their own TV show or their own moment, and they don't have to be together. We don't have to deal with this fighting, so that we could see what else is going on. Like hello, there is drama going on with Mel uh, Jennifer and Margaret, and I don't understand it. Why? Because all I remember is Melissa and Teresa. I'm over it. I'm done. Peace out. Alright, now we're moving to Vanderpump Rules. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't know where to start. My mind, every time I think about it, it jumps all over the place. Because Tom and Ariana talk about embryos. Well, after he's already slept with Raquel. What the fuck? Raquel is feeling like a victim for Oliver, who is Garcelle from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills' um, son. I don't understand why there's always dogs crying around this time in my neighborhood, but it is. So just, just, just uh, that. I'm assuming they're okay, or someone came home. I don't know. Like, what the hell? Um, Oliver is supposed to be married. He has a kid with a woman. Push is a stepfather to her kids. All of the things. If you remember the drama on social media when that broke, they were going to, they were like, that they had made out, they had, um, that Raquel and Oliver had made out in Vegas and then the wife found out all of this. Well, we finally see the behind the scenes because us as on social media, we were just, oh my God, Raquel broke up a marriage, <gasps> right? Little do we know what she's, what was really happening for six fucking months. My fucking God. But here is my favorite moment of Vanderpump is when Allie, James's girlfriend, who James happens to be Raquel's ex-fiance, I'm scared though, I kind of started something last night. Last night at Lala's apartment and I was like grabbing my stuff and we we're leaving and we were just chatting. That's when I mentioned like, oh yeah, I saw Sandoval and Raquel 
dancing together at the Abbey after See You Next Tuesday. I thought it was kind of weird. It was like 1 a.m. and we were like, where's Ariana? I personally wouldn't be comfortable with it, I guess, to have my boyfriend out at 1 a.m. with girls, but everyone's different. I've noticed how much Raquel's been hanging out with the Toms, both of them. So, yeah, that's the buds these days, aren't they? I got two things to say about that scene. One is that, guys, is how Ali secured her spot on the cast as well as James's heart. Two, we all know that that's a new edit. That is a new edit because we heard that they were going to go back to previous episodes and add some stuff because they did see, like, the, apparently the cameras did catch some things, but they didn't put it in the original edit for the new, this season. And then when shit hit the fan and they came out with this, or when this came out, came out to be, they're like, oh, we got to edit it. But the first episode since the drama happened, or when they first got to Mexico, I don't think that was edited at all. I don't think that was touched. I think every episode after that was touched. Good example, this moment with Allie. I think that is a new edit. Like, added in. Just saying. Um, on the behind the scenes, my little two cents about it, all of that. Um, honestly, I think this is my favorite episode of the season so far because there was, they gave us so much and there's like, it's like the beginning of Scandival. It's just, they, I want to watch it again. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I think I want to watch it again. I probably will. I've already watched it twice because Vanderpump Rules literally has me by the cojones right now. Okay, so we're gonna now we're gonna pivot into Ultimate Girls Trip. This Ultimate Girls Trip, I believe it's finally over. Yeah, because I think you see them leave. It's very boring. Leah got was practically sick though. She had a parasite, which was crazy, but it, it makes sense for going into a different country, especially Asia. So it made sense. I feel bad that that happened to her. She got bullied. That was annoying. And it all, it all kind of stemmed down because they had asked her a question about New York Housewives and the, the drama and the, um, the, the deals that were supposed to be made. And she goes, I'm not talking about that. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that. I respected Leah in that because there are deals. There are literally money and Bravo and, um, conversations that are being held over that at that time so she, that was a smart move by Leah if she wants to stay in the good graces of Bravo to come back for things like this even though Leah's not a favorite I gave Leah a lot of respect in that moment um another boring not boring moment but another moment that just did not feel right and it made me feel like it was very staged was when Garcelle lost her bottle of Hazul tequila. Like that really pretty bottle she claims is the only tequila she could drink without having a hangover. Da, da, da. Like, okay, whatever. Like tequila's tequila. <laughs> yes, the higher end stuff definitely doesn't give you a, as a bad of a hangover. But I don't think she's a big drinker. But we're not talking about that right now. She, for two episodes, accused 
the other women of stealing it and keeping it in the room and then having this big old drama and all of this there is a moment in the in the last episode where she pulls out this huge poster of this bottle and Pepsi who is the con the conjury the I don't even know how to say it but like the host or the guy that's like kind of the main guy that's helping and control not controlling them but um controlling the environment there at the resort he he brought it out and Portia made a moment where she goes how did she find someone out here in Thailand to to print out something that big it was it was big it was big it was like something you were gonna put on the wall big and I'm like bravo bravo motherfucking bravo that is what that felt like it's like okay she planned that ahead she planned that it was going to be her storyline that someone's going to steal her her bottle of tequila that's how she was going to get screen time yada 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 so she got that printed at what we guess kinko's out in washington brought it with her told pepsi what was going on gave her gave him the bottle to hide and they go on the last day we're gonna magically find it i'm bored i am bored over a bottle of tequila yeah but that is tv that is the tv updates of the week and i have a feeling that these are probably going to be a shorter episode of the week because the news cap that could easily take like an hour or so like yeah this week it was an hour this one i'm just busting through so it's like we're at 30 minutes like we're at 35 minutes so far so these will probably be shorter in the week um today i did post it late i do plan on posting these on thursday because thursday's the last day of bravo new bravo on peacock and bust that out but today's probably gonna be done on friday because that's just that's life as a mom with a child going to school bringing home a sickness and passing it down to little brother <sighs> i pray i don't get it <laughs> i don't think i am and if i do i don't think it's going to be major because these boys have energy like no other they were eating they were drinking they just had a fever so there's that all right, and on that note, if you liked this, please like, subscribe, share it with friends, and rate, rate this episode. And thank you very much for all the support, and happy week.